I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, there's two individuals that I talk to on this show with regards to the Minnesota Wild. They're my two hockey besties. That will be Dane Bizzatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And we're going to get to the, uh, the, you know, the more attractive one of the two. She's gorgeous. I call her my hockey mistress because, well, Linda Cohn is my, that's my hockey crush, right? Jesse Pierce, Bar Down Beauty's podcast, as well as NHL.com. She's always a joy to have on the radio, talking wild in NHL hockey, and she joins us now, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. It's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, since we chatted, Jesse, but how's your holiday season going? I mean, good, especially when I am graced with such a fantastic entrance to the show. Like, you can have me on anytime because <laughs> compliments get you everywhere with me, but I'm happy to be your bestie and hockey mistress. Holidays are good. I can't uh, can't believe we're here. I am behind as usual. Nothing will probably get done until a couple days before, but that's life uh, for me. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I have a ton of... Um, vacation that I have to burn here between now and the end of the year. So I got plenty of days off coming up in the next few weeks. So we'll, uh, we'll sprinkle in some conversations before we ease into the new year. But I do want to say this. One of the things that I enjoy about not only your Twitter, uh, feed and also your Instagram account, man, you just got like the cutest kids. My goodness, man. Like your kids are just, they're so photogenic. What's going on here? What's in the water? It took it took the oldest one a while to come around. The middle one's always kind of figured it out. The littlest girl is she's going to have to get used to it because she's my girl, and that's, that's just what I'm going to do. But my oldest one, it's funny. If the pose is his idea, he's all for the picture. If it's not his idea, he don't want it. So if he's uh, he's very particular about that. I have no idea where he would get such things from. A stubborn attitude like that from, you know, certainly not from me. So hold on, does is is Avery is she like does she love the camera? Sometimes. She can play it up. Like she knows she's a princess in every respect of the word. Like she definitely senses she gets what she wants, doesn't like not getting her way because usually we cave in. She's got that baby thing going for her and the only girl thing going for her. So she yeah. just 
He should, he'll be a tough one. I'll yep. say that. Yep. All right, let, let's get to the Minnesota Wild. Winners of six of their last seven, four consecutive wins. And look, I we, we can sit here and we can talk about being on pins and needles, and we can sit here and we can talk about shootouts and all of that stuff, whatever. All I know is when you're winning, that's all that matters. I don't care that it's close. Just rack up the Ws. I know I was sitting there watching the Minnesota Vikings at um, – at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday, and then all of a sudden I got, uh, I can't remember who it was, somebody was tapping me on the shoulder talking about the Wild and how many goals they were putting up. But uh, just talk about right now what you sense from this team in terms of how they feel about themselves because clearly their confidence should be a little bit better in a better place right now with the victories even though they've been close. I mean, if the Vikings have taught us anything in this town, it doesn't matter how, it just matters how many, right? So the yep. Wiccans, as of late, um, some of them have been more impressive. Obviously, that Sunday game, they allowed Dallas to creep back in, ended up winning in a shootout, but it's four straight, and this is the first time this season that they have won four straight. First time they've even won three in a row. Uh, so that's huge, you know, and I think them scoring three or having three games, excuse me, with five-plus goals is another thing because I have said just a mere week ago that I think this team's identity is going to be different than what you saw last year. Last year, it was that sexy, offensive, high-scoring Minnesota Wild team, whereas I thought this year's squad might have to switch it up a little bit, might have to go back to that very defense first, might have to be winning these tight, close games. And for a while, they were, but now they finally have gotten some of that secondary scoring clicking. It's not just Kirill Kaprizov, who is in the midst of his own point streak right now. It's not just him scoring. He'll certainly get the big ones when needed, but Jewel Erickson X is on a bit of a heater. Uh, Jordan Greenway is back, so that's been helpful. And Sam Steele's found a niche, too. So, really, I think they're feeling the groove. I mean, of course, winning is going to do that to you. It's going to give you your mojo back. But uh, I think Minnesota's playing very confident, and uh, hopefully they can t- continue that on this uh, this road trip here. We're talking to Jesse Pierce on the Bar Down Beauties podcast as well as NHL.com here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Uh, do me a favor. Give her a follow on Twitter at Jesse underscore Pierce and uh, check out our podcast. And your latest tweet – uh, you state uh, from your podcast, the Minnesota Wild have scored five-plus goals in three straight games. You say courtesy of secondary scoring, stepping up to the plate. Elaborate on that a little bit for the listening audience to kind of let us know what's going on there. Yeah, you know, as I mentioned earlier this year, you weren't seeing a lot of goals, and the goals that were coming were from Kirill Kaprizov, and that should be how it goes. He is your top player. He's getting paid the big bucks. He's getting paid to score goals. Uh, but the reason that the Minnesota Wild was so successful last year is because it wasn't just Kirill Kaprizov. It was Matt Zuccarello. It was Ryan Hartman. It was Jules Eriksenek. It was all of these other players also putting the puck in the back of the net. And you need that because if you have just one goal scorer on your team, the opposite, opposite, opposition excuse me, is going to know, and it's an easy shutdown. It's, you know, they're easily going to be able to put their best up against Kirill Kaprizov in that top line. However, when Jewel Eriksson-Esk and, and his line are going and Matt Boldy's line is going, Freddie Goudreau going, uh, even when your fourth liners are, are chipping in as Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar have, that is absolutely huge. That's how you're going to have success. That's how you're going to have long-term success as well. Because as we know, injuries are a part of every sporting game, uh, but especially hockey. So you can never rely on just one player. So that's where that secondary scoring really comes into play. It speaks to the depth of this Minnesota Wild team. Uh, and it speaks to just kind of the cohesion that they can have. So it's, it's absolutely huge, and I think it's why you're seeing success 
uh, especially as of late. Well, Jesse, you know what I, I'm so happy about with the Wild winning all of a sudden? There's something that I've heard less of the last couple of weeks, and I'll tell you what it is. It is I'm, I, the complaining about no Kevin Fiala, no Kevin Fiala, no Kevin. Like, now that they're winning right now, I'm hearing less of the, oh, man, we don't have Kevin Fiala anymore. Because I think that that was kind of a fallback that a lot of Wild fans have for the longest time. I think a lot of how things were lining up to start this year really fed into that narrative. Obviously, it was going to hurt to miss Kevin Fiala. There was no question about that. You couldn't afford it. It had to be done. You were going to have to part ways or you were going to have to lose two or three players and some possible good prospects for one player. It just doesn't make sense. So no doubt you were going to miss 86 points, 85 points, whatever it was from Fiala. However, you're right. I think it was because they were losing and because Kevin Fiala himself was playing well, it just fed into that narrative. However, it wasn't always just Kevin Fiala carrying the team last year either. Again, it was all those players I had mentioned. So you were relying on Fiala, but you were also relying on everybody else. And they were slow to get going. I mean, Ryan Hartman still hasn't returned. He's missed most of the season with an upper body injury. I don't think he'll return until maybe the uh, the end of this month, possibly into the start of next year. But, I mean, it wasn't ever just Kevin Fiala. It was Kevin Fiala and everybody else. So now that everybody else has finally started stepping up and, and helping out, hopefully it'll quiet some of the doubters. And again, hey, they're not wrong. Yes, Kevin Fiala is an asset. He's just not as helpful in the playoffs. So let's not forget that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, final thing for you, Jesse. The the um, Wild are now embarking on that, okay, we're going to Canada, right? Calgary, um, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Uh, how would you describe facing those next three teams here over the course of the rest of this week? You know, Calgary isn't as great of a, of a squad that you saw last year. They still have some, some really fantastic players after parting ways with Johnny Goudreau and uh, Matthew Kachuk as well, but they were able to bring in Jonathan Huberdeau, who is a very underrated player in my opinion. But uh, in general, the Flames, they've cooled off a little bit. Pun absolutely intended. Uh, you're going to Vancouver to visit Bruce, Bruce Boudreau and uh, Brock Besser. They're having their own woes. They are struggling struggling pretty consistently. And then you have Edmonton, who you saw in St. Paul not too long ago in Minnesota, actually got a victory against Connor McDavid and Leander Seidel. Now, that's going to be handily the hardest team to face because they do have those two absolutely fantastic players, and they're also getting help from their secondary. So I think Minnesota should fare okay. Uh, Edmonton would be the one that I'm very curious about. And naturally, anything could happen on the road, too, right? A road team is not supposed to win, but you pick up two points on the road. Those are a huge two points. Hopefully, Minnesota can continue this little streak that they are on. I hear you. Uh, give her a follow on Twitter at Jesse underscore Pearson. It's Jesse with an I. Love her to death. She joins us here courtesy of the John Chutacoa Banker Hotline. Hey, Jesse, have an awesome rest of your week, and uh, let's go, Minnesota. Let's go. Talk to you later, Lake. All right. Take care. That's Jesse Pierce on the Bar Down Beauties podcast joining us here on The Lake Show. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We got plenty of sports tonight, man. We got a, a live scoreboard. No, you know, no, no wild, no wolves, but we got plenty of things going on. We'll get to it next year on The Lake Show. It's good to no longer have to deal with Kevin Fiala, Kevin Fiala. It'll happen again when we start losing. Yeah, but this team would be so much better with Kevin Fiala. Uh, no, no one's, no one's going to deny that Kevin Fiala wasn't good Come last on. year. But, like, 
It's a part of business, man. It's a business decision. They 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 had to move on. They didn't have the money. Why do we always trade players named Kevin? Kevin Garnett, Kevin Love, Kevin Fiala. I mean, next thing you know, we're going to get rid of Kevin O'Connell. Why can we not keep people named Kevin in this market? What can we trade Kevin O'Connell for? Uh, nothing right now. Man, your voices. I know. You, you all right? You need some water, bro. Drink. Drink. What, what? That ain't even water. I don't know what the hell that is. No, that's Kool-Aid. Mm. I've been drinking the Kool-Aid. I have been drinking enough of it. I feel good. I sound like garbage, but I feel better than I have. Mm. All right. Well, we're about to put we're about to, <laughs> okay. we're about to we're about to put your voice to good use because we're about to fly into a scoreboard right now. <laughs> you sounded less than convinced. Oh man. Okay, so we've got the NBA. Uh, we've got the Cavaliers leading the Lakers. <clears throat> Okay, Jerry from Roseville. Oh, oh, cheesy peasy. Okay, so let's get down to business here. Uh, About two minutes left to go in the first half in Cleveland. The Cavaliers up on the Lakers, 52-47. Jared Allen, 22 points for the Cavaliers. But, uh, like, you saw it. I did not. Uh, Big news coming out of this game. Well, Anthony Davis went back to the locker room. We don't know... What type of? I didn't even see the play. We saw him walk back, so I don't know if he's still in the locker room. Mm. If he's out for the rest mm. of this game, but he's been on a tear. Like the last couple of weeks, Anthony Davis has been the best player in the league, and that's like, he's, what, look, he's looking like vintage Anthony Davis again. And, and that's one of the reasons why the Lakers have now gotten themselves to ten and twelve. I mean, you know, for a while there, they were battling with Houston as the worst team of the Western Conference. Yep, and there's no, I mean. The, there's a definite connection between Anthony Davis playing well and that Lakers resurgent. No question. You've got the Heat up on the Pistons, 36-35. Five minutes left to go in the first half there. Uh, Tyler Hero, he's got half the points for Miami. He's got 18 out of the 36. And uh, one more game coming up a little bit later on tonight. A Western Conference clash. The Denver Nuggets are hosting the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that should be a good one between uh, the Joker and... And uh, Luca, so, the Joker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Luca. Of course, averaging just short of a triple double for the entire year. And uh, Luca. I mean, I don't know if he leads the league in scoring, but at thirty three and a half, mm. he's pretty doggone close. Yeah, that's that's pretty 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 good. Yeah, I tell you what, though, the the Mavericks they're going to have to get him some help. Otherwise, by the time the playoffs roll around, he's going to be absolutely gassed. Yeah, but there is, you know, it's interesting because that group that they grabbed last year, mm-hmm. they were pretty good in the playoffs. Like they were that close to getting to the finals. There's a bunch of teams that are just off right now. Yeah, and that and that's fortunate for the Wolves that they're one of those teams that are off right now, and you're not losing. Yeah, but but the Wolves made big moves. They did. Like teams like the Warriors and stuff did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Warriors. I felt there was only a certain amount of time before they got it going, and you can start to see that the the Warriors have jumped a lot of teams in terms of you know getting to the upper echelon of the Western Conference, whereas. The Wolves, I think, right now were eleventh in the Western Conference, and I mean, I know, I know it's early. I know, you know, no reason to scoreboard watch. I was, you know, I'm more of a masochist than anything. What's wrong with scoreboard watch? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I just want him to, I just want the Wolves to make the play-in tournament. That's pretty much my, that's my goal right now. Just get to the ten seed, and you know, let's see what happens. Come on, man, we got higher expectations than that, bro. Do we get it together? Uh, I know. I'm I'm not only hitting the panic button. I mean, my hand is firmly like 
plastered on the panic button. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm I'm neurotic about it. The Devils over the Blackhawks two to nothing with uh, five and a half minutes left to go in the second period. The Kings over the Senators four to one. Eight minutes left to go in the second period. There, the Penguins over the Blue Jackets three to one. Seven minutes left to go in the second. There, the Red Wings right now up on the Lightning one to nothing in Tampa. Six minutes left to go in the second period. There, uh, they're in the first intermission in Long Island. The Islanders and the Blues are tied at one. Panthers and the Jets are scoreless halfway through the first period. Maple Leafs are in Dallas taking on the Stars. Yuck! Just because I still don't like the Stars. Thank you, Norm Green. You will always. Be a stinker and a nincompoop in my world. Uh, Ducks are hosting the Hurricanes a little bit later on. And the Seattle Kraken, they're hosting Montreal. That is coming up a uh, a little bit later What's on. What's Kraken? No, well, the, Seattle continues. You know, they continue to play well. Uh, we are into uh, one of your favorite sports here, H. Lake, as well. Uh, college basketball. And uh, we are uh, right in the, you know, we're in some pretty sweet spots in terms of getting some pretty good matchups. Number one, Houston, the Cougars, up on North Florida, twenty to ten. Uh, we've got hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. can we just take a second? Yes, the Houston Cougars yes. are the number one team in the mm-hmm. country. Yes. Shout out to Kelvin Sampson. I don't think that's happened since uh, the days of Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem, and those guys, yes, Ra- it's Ra- been that long. Ralph Sampson, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've got uh, a game right now that we're keeping tabs on right now. A pretty good one between the uh, Big Ten and the Big 12. Big 12. I can't even tell where Texas is at anymore. The second-ranked uh, Texas Longhorns right now, they are trailing Illinois 37-34. The Illini, 17th-ranked team in the nation. Uh, right now, third-ranked Virginia. They are trailing James Madison 8-7. to uh, UNC Greensboro. Leading number nine Arkansas on the Razorbacks, thirty-three to thirty. That game just starting off in the second half. And a TCU, not just a football school, the Horn Frogs leading Jackson State nine to four in the first half. Uh, elsewhere tonight, twelfth ranked Baylor and the Bears are. Is it Tarleton State? I've never even heard of it. Hmm. I was going to call it Tarkenton State, but uh, Tarleton <laughs> State. Uh, you know, Tarkenton State is just easier. I'm going to call it that. Thirteenth uh, ranked Maryland. Maryland. It's Maryland. That's Maryland. <laughs> they are uh, back when I got upset with the Gophers. It's oh Maryland. man, that's great. I've still, uh, I've still got that. I've still got that up on the uh, on the button bar. I've got that up on the it's button. Maryland. It's Maryland. But uh, yeah, they uh, the Maryland Terrapins, thirteenth ranked Terps are in Madison taking on Wisconsin, and fifteenth ranked Duke, the Blue Devils are at uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. So uh, that's where we are at right there. And that, my friend, is the scoreboard. That is what they would call a scoreboard. Good scoreboard. Thank All right, you. coming up next, uh, we'll take a look at the uh, the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas, and then we'll go around the NFL. Next on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Man, it's so funny. So many people in their feelings about the Deion Sanders stuff. Like I said last night, I have no issue with them going to Colorado. How about you just exit the building with more class and enter the new building with more class? Referencing bringing in players as like Louis Vuitton luggage or saying to kids when you're about to leave them, it is what it is. Like, stop it, man. I don't care who you are. 
I don't care if you're Deion Sanders. I don't care if you're Dabo Sweeney. I don't care if you're Nick Saban. Treat kids with more respect than that. that that's all. The, that's, that's the only criticism I have. I didn't expect him to be at Jackson State for the rest of his career. I didn't. I'm not upset that he's going to get that major payday with Colorado. No, that doesn't bother me. It's just how it's going down. It just, come on, man. You don't tell kids when you're, when you say, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to Colorado. This is, this is an opportunity for me to, to be in a, at a Power 5 institution. I'm always, but to say it is what it is. That I'm go that I, I, you know, you, you either you 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 move up or you get fired. Mm-hmm. That's just and that's just not even. First off, that's not even true. Talk to me about big house games at a black institution on the basketball side. Talk to me mm-hmm. about Eddie Robinson, yes. who was the greatest uh, black college football coach to ever live at Grambling. I think he's one of the best of all time. Yes, regardless. Eddie Robinson. He oh. he didn't get. So so stop, man, yeah. with all of that. And all the y'all people out there that's state capping for him, just mm-hmm. let that go. I like Deion. I'm a Deion Sanders fan. But I gotta call it like it is. Anyway, enough of that rant. It's time to go around the NFL. I mean, how can you not have respect for Eddie Robinson and what he did at Grambling? I mean, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden we acting like Deion Sanders is the best. Uh, coach of an HBCU? No, not even Knock close. it off. Not even close. Knock it off. I, I'm not I'm not here for the disrespect, bro. No. I'm not. I'm not at all. Especially as somebody that's a graduate of, of Morehouse College. Yeah. I, don't play those games with me. Yeah. I I don't have that kind of, like, you know, passion about it. I only look at it from the outside and I'm like. Oh, you no, can tell I'm passionate. Yeah. Nobody touches Eddie Robinson, in my opinion. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. So, speaking of not being able to, to touch anybody. I mean, the Vikings so far this year, they're the best team in the NFL when it comes down to one-possession games. Bottom line, are the Vikings lucky or are they good? I think the Vikings are good. I think they're a good team. they got a good quarterback. they got a good running back. The offensive line is much improved, and they have the best wide receiver on planet Earth. Now, do I think that the defense is going to have to step up? Mm-hmm. Yes. But put it like this. When the defense needs to make a play or get a stop, do they get one? They do. Enough said. So far. That, I, I can't say that that's lucky. When they consistently are able to get it done and they win, I'm not going to say that's luck. It just, I mean, there's there's a leprechaun, you know, there's a lucky, there's a lucky rabbit's foot somewhere. Like, it's, I feel like the sand in the hourglass is going to run out. And it's going to run out at the worst time. That's. I'm hoping that I'm wrong, but that's just the you know perpetual dread. So Tom Brady last night for three and a half quarters looked terrible. He was getting outplayed by Andy Dalton. But then you had you know about three minutes left. I mean Tampa went into that second that that fourth quarter. They were down thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like they should have lost that game. But Tom Brady threw a touchdown pass with three seconds left. Latest time that. The latest he's ever thrown a game-winning touchdown pass. So let me ask you this. Tom Brady, was that vintage Brady? Or, again, was that just getting lucky? No, that's vintage Brady. Okay. Like, like you, you don't – it's Tom Brady. Like, I said this at the three-minute mark. 
I said if New Orleans doesn't get a first down mm-hmm. and drain the clock out, they're done. They're and, cooked. And, 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 I said no. I said it before they even gave up the before they punted. No, I, but, I said if they get the if, if the Bucks get the ball, it's going to be a touchdown. And if it wasn't for Mark Ingram, and this is also something that's been hotly contested, if Mark Ingram doesn't go out of bounds before getting to the first down marker, like New Orleans would have been able to milk the clock even more, but he had been hurt a few plays before, went out of bounds or saying, you know, he was hurt. Other people saying, you know, he, he pulled up because, you know, the Saints are not interested in winning. Just very, very interesting. But yeah, at the end of the day, something still seems off with Brady this year. That team got old really quick. But Tom Brady's still not somebody that if he's in the playoffs, I don't care what his regular season has been like. It's the GOAT, man. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Speaking of somebody that will not be in the playoffs, the 49ers dodged a bullet with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, doesn't have to have surgery. Is not a Liz Frank injury, but is going to be out seven to eight weeks. Baker Mayfield not walking through that door in Santa Clara. <laughs> it's going to be Brock Purdy. So, are the Niners still pretty good? It's with not Brock Purdy. Purdy. It's not Purdy it's right not, now. It's not. Purdy. It's not Purdy right now for yeah. the Niners. Well, it is Purdy, but it's not pretty. Look, I say it's pretty. The Niners without Jimmy G, they're cooked. They're not winning a Super Bowl without Jimmy. Even G. with that defense, cooked, washed. Are, are they? Are, are they still a threat in the NFC? Then they won't. They wouldn't beat the Eagles. They would, would not beat the Eagles. Would they beat the Vikings? Would the 49ers uh, win Brock Purdy? Probably not. Probably not. Really? I think this benefits the Vikings, to be honest with you. <sighs> yeah, you need the quarterback, man. I know, but that defense, man, that defense can eat you up and spit you out. When when, when the Ooh. 49ers dominated us mm-hmm. in the in the postseason a couple of years ago, who was the quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, is he walking through that door anytime soon? No, but I mean... That San Francisco defense. Bring on Purdy. Uh, oh, man. It's not the offense. I mean, boy. Wow. I I was not expecting. I was not expecting the Brock Purdy disrespect from uh, Henry Lake. Wow. Okay. Well, we know that it's going to be the Brock Purdy show. Baker Mayfield apparently is going to be your new quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams of Los Angeles, is he one of the biggest busts, number one overall picks, mind you, in the history of the NFL, considering Heisman Trophy, all of the hubbubaloo, you know, he did the thing at, at Ohio State, you know, putting the putting the flag down. Mm-hmm. Is he the biggest bust? No. Okay. Not even close. Okay. No, no, no. Baker Mayfield is not anywhere near close to being one of the biggest, uh, to being the, the, the biggest bust. Now, it hasn't played out well. I think that actually Baker Mayfield could be a starting quarterback again. He's got to go to the right situation um, with a balanced offense where it's not like you got to lean on him to be the guy, like in terms of like he's got to carry the team. I never thought that Baker Mayfield was going to be a franchise quarterback. I never thought that. I, I, I do think that he was drafted too high. But do I think that he's one of the biggest number one busts in NFL history? Absolutely not. No. Okay. I mean, I mean, who who are the other quarterbacks in that draft uh, class? Sam Darnold hasn't been good. That was not a great draft class. Uh, let me see here. You got Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, 
Yeah. Josh Allen. Okay. Yep. He's a good. Yep. He's a good one. Josh Rosen. Oh, gross. Who, who said, hey. And I didn't think he was going to be that bad. No, I, I mean, apparently you know, he, he came out and he was like, you know, this is, you know, so many teams are going to regret passing him. Lamar Jackson, which, by the way, last pick of the first round by Baltimore. Yep. There was talk, and, and there was talk, you know, because that's when, um, God, who was it uh, that had just absolutely railed on him as a quarterback, the uh Former Colts general manager. Oh, that's Bill Polian. Bill Polian. It uh, was like, you know, Lamar Jackson. He's, you know, everybody, he's got to convert to a wide receiver. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that he didn't. But yeah, you've got, I mean, yeah, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, go on to the next question as I open up my sheet again. Should the Browns be concerned about Deshaun Watson's return, 12 for 22, 131 yards in interception, and 21 rushing yards. Not saying he was going to light the world on fire, yeah. but, I mean, he should have had a better outing against a beatable Texans defense. It, it's Russ, man. That's what it yeah. is. Like, he's got to shake the world. We know what Deshaun Watson is. Deshaun Watson. Sexual predator. That, that, that too. Okay. Um, he essentially hasn't played in two years. Yeah. So, of course, he's not going to look like he's himself. Once, look, do I think he's going to be good at any point this year? Probably not. Deshaun Watson Watson will be back Mm -hmm. to looking like Deshaun Watson next season. The bottom line is Deshaun Watson needs to keep his damn hands to himself. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. (laughs) No no complaints here. You know, I, I think everybody was just expecting... You know, the, the old Deshaun Watson. And yeah, don't work like that. The, you know, the storyline with the Houston Texans. There was a reason why the NFL had the suspension lifted this week. I mean, it was not a coincidence that Deshaun Watson's first game was against the Houston Texans. It's just very, it's very blah. All right. And finally, was Mac Jones, I, I, I'm sure you've seen it, Henry. Yes. Where he said the, the you know, passing game. You know, you need to pass the ball a little bit more because the running game is garbage, and I'm being very polite with that. Was Mac Jones in his second year? Was he justified or out of line with his outburst criticizing the New England conservative offense? I don't have any issue with it whatsoever. He's the quarterback of the New England Patriots. If this was Tom Brady, nobody would give a damn. Mm-hmm. I don't. And if it was Kirk Cousins here in the Minnesota Vikings, I wouldn't care. So when you're the quarterback... I think that you should be given some leeway to be fired up and to be animated about what you think the offense should and should second, not be. Second year, though? Doesn't matter. It, okay. You could, be, you could be a rookie. How, how does this play, though, with the running backs? Ramondre Stevenson, you know, the, the rest of those guys. Like, if you're like, the running game sucks. That's the leader. He's the leader of the offense. So you're basically saying you suck. In that, he's, no, he's saying in that moment it sucked. Mm-hmm. He's saying in that moment it sucked. And it did. I just don't feel like Mac Jones with those wide receivers. Mac Jones is not exactly the guy who's going to beat you throwing the ball down the field. Was he wrong? Well, I don't know because we we never saw it. I know. But my point is, is like, you may think that he can't be the guy to beat you. He's Mm -hmm. the quarterback saying, let me try. I got no problem with it. Okay. None. I just, I I feel like sometimes you got to, you got to be careful how that's going to play with your team. Oh, no question. No question. Yeah, because I mean. You say that, it's like, okay, well, what are you saying about the running game then? Maybe in that moment, but 
I don't know. But, uh, yeah, quarterbacks like to they like to voice their opinions from, yeah. uh, from what I've heard. Yeah. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up around the NFL. Headlines, that's next year on The Late Show. All right, it's time for headlines. We're going to get to a quick headlines with Christopher Tubbs. Dive right in, Chris. We have uh, very little time before we talk to Matthew Collar about the Vikings at the top of the hour. All right, no pressure because uh, I know we want to get to talking about football. Hey, according to figures released from the Office of Management and Budget, the projected surplus for the state is now at $17.6 billion. Yes, with a B. Part of that is the $9.3 million left on the table at the end of the last legislative session when lawmakers couldn't come to an agreement on how to spend it. Uh, state officials credit stronger economic activity and the leftover surplus year on uh, year for the jump. I wouldn't mind a few dollars in my pocket. I could use it. I think we all could use it. Yeah. We'll see how all of this shakes out. Do I think that at the end of this that Minnesotans will get some money back? I hope so. We'll see. Yeah, I think there are a lot of different ways that they can go, and yeah, yeah I'm uh, curious to see what happens. Hey, a criminal court jury in New York earlier today found the Trump organization guilty of all charges in a sweeping 15-year tax fraud scheme the prosecutor said was orchestrated by top executives at the company. The uh, jurors deliberated for just over a day before returning the guilty verdicts. Mm. The Trump organization. Let's just move on to the next story. Okay, let's do it. It's time to sing a requiem for a meme. Meme stocks, that is. Companies that attracted rabid followings from traders on Reddit and other social media sites in 2021 are struggling. Just look at GameStop. Shares of the video game retailer, which reported its latest uh, results after the closing bell on Wednesday, have plunged nearly 35% this year after surging by more than 685% last year. And uh, shares of AMC, the movie chain as well, they have plummeted 55 percent this year as uh they were up 90 percent last year when's the last time you've been to a movie theater i went last weekend i went to go see crooked lines okay out in woodbury okay what's the last movie theater you've been to or last time you've been to a movie theater uh it's been it's been a few months but uh, yeah we we've been to it for uh a few i think it was the bob's burgers movie actually bob's burgers bob's burgers yeah the uh the the fox animated series oh yeah (laughs) i'm not hip at all Wow. No idea. You're uh you're not hip? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's just it's a cheesy, dorky adult cartoon, but I got you. We brought our daughter, but we're awful parents, but I bought her popcorn and a slushie so she was happy. I'll tell you what is good right now. The Minnesota Vikings are good. Ten and two good. We'll talk to Matthew Cobbler, Purple Insider. He joins us next year on the Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.